Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before, and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live, on tape, from week three of quarantine in rapidly gentrifying Culver City adjacent California from my eight-year-old son's bedroom boasting a widely scattered array of Star Wars Legos this is the Tully show I am your host Mike Tully joining me today the host of the sharp tongue podcast the people's champ the future llama lady of the west side hello and welcome back, comedian Jesse May Peluso. You're giving away all my secrets, Tully. You're giving away all my secrets. I don't think it's going to be much of a secret when you're a llama lady. Uh, you're probably right. I already am a dog lady. I have three dogs, and I talk to my plants. Uh, I start my day with a joint and a cup of coffee. So bring it on. Bring it on. I'm ready for llama life. I might be there soon. I mean, I don't know about you, but... I realize I, I don't have enough things to survive, and maybe a llama would help me. Well, I'm starting to realize that maybe being like a, a member of society may have been way more overrated the entire time. I'm not as <laughs> I'm not as bummed out by this as I feel like I should be. I'm not either. I because... feel like everybody's saying, man, I'm just going so tough. It's so crazy. Man, another day of this. Can you believe it? And I feel like I, I don't want to be, you know, the turd in the punch bowl. But like, I, I don't really miss you guys. Well, the reality is, is that there was too many turds in the punch bowl, and that's why we're all homesick. That's right. Somebody dipped a bat in a punch bowl full of turd water and ate it. You know that this is over pangolins, right? Who? Pangolins. Is that something in the wet market, too? It sure is. It's Sounds like the, a penguin creature. It's... A creature that will haunt your nightmares, but it might allegedly give some people, they think, boners. Tully, don't talk about yourself like that. <laughs> hey. That was too easy. That was low-hanging bat fruit. All man over here. <laughs> fruit bat. To- totally pangolin free. <laughs> what? What's a pangolin? A pangolin is like an armadillo of the night. Oh, good. So- yeah, they can, they can ball up like Sonic the Hedgehog or something. It, so and- somebody ate that? Like, we're not going to know for a long time, and we might never know for sure, but yes. So this is basically going to be like a JFK incident. We're not going to ever know the truth. There's too many Chinese involved. I do think, like, if I can be conspiracy e here, I do think it's interesting that people aren't really talking about it. Because it'd be one thing if we were in, like, full-fledged crisis, and there were the roaming gangs, you know, Mad Max-style roaming the streets like you touched on last week, and we had, like, more here and now stuff to focus on. But that's not really what's going on. This is an incredibly slow-motion train wreck. We've all got time to sit down and discuss Joe Exotic, you know? <laughs> so I do Which you think and I it's, have not done long enough, I would I like do, to say. I do. I am. I'm, I'm leading the backlash. I've had enough. It was an entertaining <laughs> show, and now we move on. Now we move on. Okay. <laughs> oh, I forgot you're memeing about him. No, he's great. I'm memeing about him every day. <laughs> Are you? I am because I connect with him on a visceral level, but he's human trash. They all are. Okay, so back to the pandem- pan- pang- pang- pa- the pangolin. pangolin. Look it up. Look it up. A pangolin. Like, um, I think it's interesting that while we're all sitting here twiddling our thumbs and hoping that we can avert the worst, 
nobody's talking about the fact that I saw that the wet markets are back open. But this what? all... Well, you can look that up. It's very hard to get straight information. It's almost as if all of our media, like major media sources, are already in bed with China. It's a scaly anteater, mm-hmm. mammal yeah. of the Phyllophila regis philbin. Yeah, that's um, my favorite phylum. <laughs> Listen to this sentence. This one extant family, Mendei, has three genera, Manus, Fantaginus, and Smutsia. I'm probably butchering these words. So basically, it's a scaly creature. I thought you just slipped into another language. I did. Was that, I, was that, was that Latin, or was I supposed to follow that? It was quarantine. It's a, it's a new language that I have <laughs> learned to speak. Ew, they it's eat this generation's Esperanto. Yeah. It's so gross. Well, I guess that's what know, happens when there's so many people in a culture. They just have to eat everything. Well, they don't have to eat these. And I'm pretty sure that they're super endangered and they're not supposed to be eating them, but that just makes them harder to regulate and more expensive. I mean, what you eat is definitely subjective. You know, nothing's creepier to eat than a lobster. Really? Are you sure? Because these fuckers are snacking on peacocks. Yeah, but like, are they? Yes, they're snacking on peacocks and foxes, and f- they're eating fucking ferrets, Tully. You know I don't how have gross a ton. Those creatures are. I don't have a lot of affection for for peacocks. That doesn't bother me at all. I actually feel like peacocks have kind of got it coming. <laughs> Why? What do you got against peacocks? I don't. I mean, it's just they're kind of like they're very uppity birds. Well, you know. It must be difficult to breed as a bird as it is. I mean, there's a lot of, like, science in your way. There's the eggs and the weird fertilization process. It's not actually an easy task. So they have to be have a little extra bravado. You know, the boys are in fancy outfits. I'll learn something here. How do birds fertilize? Um, they, they go on wish.com, and they just buy... Uh, is that like a sugar daddy site? <laughs> It's one of my favorite shopping sites, and everything comes from China. How do birds? I'm, I'm, I'm now. I'm your show producer. <laughs> do you want to know how they have sex? Always. Okay. Oh, you said always. <laughs> um, unlike mammals, most birds don't have penises. All right, I'm already out. Bye. Bored. Yeah, I think they just like mash, mash, uh, slimy holes. They have a cloaca. Yeah. Cloaca. It's an internal chamber that Mm -hmm. ends in an opening. And through this opening, uh, sex organs discharge sperm or eggs. I mean, it couldn't be any grosser. Yeah, no, it's like squirt on squirt. Yeah, so basically the male and the women and the females squirt. Like the male basically pisses on the girl in in her pussy purse. She has a little pussy purse and he squirts in there. He leaves a deposit. Science with Tully and Jesse May. Would it be Jesse and Tully May? Just for the phonetic? Yeah, we'd probably call this Jesse and Tully May. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that sounded it's, it's perfectly It's only natural. Normal. It's only natural. Yeah, it's the most natural thing in the world. What's the grossest thing you've ever eaten? I eat all kinds of gross stuff. I'll eat anything's liver and love it. You like you like organ meat? I don't like any organ other than um, than than the livers. That's I've definitely so gross. I've definitely uh, come up against... I was raised eating liver, so I think that has a lot to do with it. Who raised you? Hannibal Lecter? 
My dad was from the generation. There was like a generation of Americans who knew like quite a bit about nutrition. They just had a blind spot for both fat and sugar. That's like my mom. Yeah, same same generation, right? So, like, my dad would we'd go to a diner and he would order liver and he'd get us uh, to take he would get us to take bites of his diner liver uh, and just say, oh, it's got it's got lots of what is this like zinc? It's got lots of zinc. <laughs> Everything everything's got zinc. Why why do why do people eat livers? It's so gross. My mom loves liver and onions. That's some real hungry shit. When you start eating stuff like that, like liver and onions. I order oh. liver and onions at what's the oldest restaurant in in Los Angeles that went up on Hollywood or on Suns? I don't know. Oh, is it the Musso Italian and, spot? Musso and Frank's. Yeah, I got the liver. Yeah, I got the liver yeah. and onions there recently. Oh. But but I won't. Um, being with the Japanese element of my family, like chicken tendon will come up that what? I can skip. With the Chinese oh. friends I've cultivated, have you tried the chicken feet? Oh. God, see, I don't like to eat things I have. I'm not a big fan of like tongue. What are you talking liver. about? I'm not. Do a you big have fan. muscles? Yeah, I've got, I'm huge. But listen, you <laughs> you are <laughs> quarantine has been very good to your physique, <laughs> might I say? I, I can only see small. you from from the chest up, but your neck is huge. I am so thick. I'll have you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger is a vegan. So back up. Right, but you eat animals, right? Uh, not not. Oh, a I lot. forgot. Oh, I but forgot. I, no, but wait. Before you get mad at me, I do enjoy a burger, like two or three times a month. You have the parts that they make the burgers out of. I okay. That's a good point. Really? Right. Do I? Yes. What part do you think they make burgers out of? Cow butt. You got a butt. Yeah, but it's a human butt. Well, that's a chicken foot. But no, it's different because it's flesh. It's not like. Mm-hmm. See, now I'm gonna get grossed out. Even just. Identifying. I'd say I say a cow butt is closer to your butt than a chicken's <laughs> foot to yours. Okay, that's chicken a good have point. A, chicken have alien feet. Cows kind of just got butts. That's a really good point. But my point is like the whole organ. Organ meat is so gross. Like a tongue, a liver, a heart, monkey brains. Nah. People are eating brains out there. Mm, I think that's just in the second Indiana Jones movie. I don't know who's really. <laughs> I don't know who's really doing that, but on a taco truck, I'll get the I'll get the cheek, I'll get some beef, oh. I'll get some, I'll get the the yeah the cabeza, I'll get the tongue. You're the- you're adventurous then when it comes to eat eating foods. I just you know I couldn't I don't know it just grosses me out. But your liver is the it's called the uncool superfood probably because of how grossed out I am. It's high in vitamin A, DHA, B vitamins, very high in B12, which is hard to get for for all people. Iron. It's high in iron. That's what it was. That's what my dad would say. Is it was and higher in iron. It's high on something called an anti-fatigue factor, which is, you know, hopefully like what we have when we're podcasting for people. We don't make them tired. Hopefully this podcast is the liver nutrient to people's ears. Did you like what I did there? Yes. We're the <laughs> organ meat. We're the organ meat of radio. <laughs> yes, we are. Radio? Oh, God. What are we going to well, do? We have we have things to talk about. We were going to do a thing last time, and then we didn't do it, and you not so gently chided me. I yelled I was, at you. I was chided. For, you were a little chided. For not doing the thing, so we're going to do the thing, because we're not going to talk about the thing that we said we weren't going to talk about, that we're everybody else gonna, is talking no. about, that we've already talked about. 
we're going to talk about just things, interesting yeah, things. things. I like to learn, and then I like to discuss, and these, that, and and organ meat are my two passions in life. <laughs> Gross. Like, I like to discuss, and I like to eat organs, and I don't see any organ meat, so we let's like get to, to talking. Penguins. We like to eat penguins and talk about facts. That's right. So, I found a fact. What'd you find? And this one, this one uh, hit home with me. Did you know that millennial dads spend three times as much time with their kids as our parents spent, as my dad spent with me? So basically, you're spending more time with your kid than your dad did with you. Yes. That's just making up for lost time, isn't it? In 1982, 43% of fathers admitted that they have never changed a diaper. What do you think that number is nowadays? I would say who've never changed a diaper? Never once. Draw uh, the line. Donald Trump in it. <laughs> I would say that number today is 20% of dads who've never changed a diaper. That number is 3%. Whoa, that's a bunch of lying dudes. It's a lot lying dads. Tell I don't me think so. See, because in my experience, in this day and age, that's like a defiant last stand. That's like a like a thing that Tim Allen would do on whatever sitcom yeah, he's doing these like, days. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, exactly. Like to to uh, Robbie Williams, the pop singer. You know who he is? Yeah, remember he he stripped down his skin. You could eat his liver. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's from a music video he did. Nah. Yeah, he stripped it all down like he lost his skin, and then he was just bone. He was boasting about the fact that he does not change diapers, and that's the only dad that I've... Whereas most dads, I think, still will... Well, I don't even think it's a thing to boast anymore that you do it, because it is so taken for granted that one would do it. Like, you've really got to be like a... I'm gonna go Joe Exotic here. Do you it. gotta be like you gotta be like Jeff Lowe, like a Jeff yeah. Lowe kind of guy is the yeah. guy who makes it clear that I'm gonna get a hot nanny and I'm not going to change a diaper. Yeah. It's just a it's it's an aggressive move nowadays it's to not change a diaper. Move. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Lowe's the type of dude who will put on 200 pounds but still grow a, a, a goatee to try and convince himself in the world that there is a jawline there, and there's not. There's not mm, one. No, you can't grow bone. And that's what that dude is trying to do on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's interesting. It, it's it makes sense because you're a dad. I I would assume you have no problem changing diapers. I've changed several diapers today. I just don't like the game that you parents play because I I'm not yet a breeder. Um, the whole game my sister plays called "Is this chocolate or poop?" I'm not a big fan of that game because there's only one way to find out, and it just seems like a a visit to the emergency room you know your sister doesn't play that game oh you should see after a couple tequilas that's all they play in that house is poop or chocolate mm. and it's i'll tell you it's not usually chocolate i'll tell you that much you want me no, to know if s- you have to if you <laughs> chocolate's not that hard to come by if you gotta ask you know you just throw that one back <laughs> you can't you really you can figure it out um i learned something about a, a, a cannibalistic plant did you know there's a plant that that it's called a shepherd's purse, which is such a questionable name. It's considered a proto carnivore, and it it basically the seeds of the plant attract and kill worms, and then the worms die in the soil under the plant, and the plant eats the worm. I mean, eats it in, is a term that we're using, but you know, just by the process of how soil provides the nutrients to the plant. But that's still a carnivorous creature. So like a like a Venus flytrap, almost like a Venus flytrap. I wonder if it's related to the Venus flytrap, but that's 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 a cruel fucking plant. 
That's I a bought, badass plant. I bought a Venus flytrap for my son for uh, for Halloween. <laughs> I was going to get him one because I saw it and I was like, I'm not going to give it to him today. I'm going to give it to him for Halloween. And then I was like, oh, well, I got to get something for my daughter if I'm getting something for my son. So I spent like four bucks on a Venus flytrap and then I spent like $20 on um, a thing for my daughter because I couldn't find anything she would want that was just that cheap. And then I was like, mm, I think I'm going to go all the way and now I got to get something for my wife. And then I ended up spending like $50 on a uh, taxidermy bat for her. What the fuck? Patient zero. Coronavirus. Oh, my God. Sorry, we did I'm it. Sorry. You walked us what into have, it. What, did what you have I wrought? Of all the creatures, why would you buy her a taxidermied bat? Do you know what? She had mentioned to me a couple times right before that that she really liked bats. And she's like, yeah, I really think they're really cute. And it's just a weird thing when you're... I've been with her for like... 15, 14 years now, like, there aren't a lot of wrinkles, like, you know, like, the stories you tell about, oh, there was this one time where blah, 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 and it's like, well, your entire social life before me is now kind of shorter than your social life (laughs) since you've known me, so... By the math, we're all out of stories. All that we can do is just wait till we forget what we've told each other and hope the other one's also forgotten and just repeat material from now until the end of time. God, that's so depressing, Tolly. Also like, very poignant and scary. I'm like, a, like a, I'm like an old school Vegas comic. I've got my hour. That sounds and I'm just gonna, brutal. I'm just going to go. Is that, that's true, right? Like until like Louie, people just got an hour and then they just did that hour forever, right? Yeah, I mean, essentially, and then you just trickle in other things. But can we get back to the fact that you and your wife have nothing less left to say to each other? No, we we we, we have plenty of things to talk about. We just, uh, I mean, when the kids go away, that's going to be weird because we talk about the kids, and even when we go out on a date, it kind of tends up going back to them. And I'm not saying that we don't have things to talk about. I am saying that I don't know if we would have enough things to talk about were it not for them. They're a really yeah. easy conversational. I do wonder if... Like, the kids go away to college. And I don't just mean us. I mean any um, couple that's seen each other through that whole era of their life. And you look at each other and you're like, what do we do now? I know it's kind of interesting because you've spent so much time with somebody that you haven't really created so many new things or new stories, like you said, aside from what you two do together. And you get into such a routine. God, this has turned into an episode on a reason to not get married. Holy hell. We walked right into you eating her liver. I got a Venus flytrap, and the damn thing never ate a fly. You know, did you try and feed it beef? I gave mine beef. And then it turned no. into that thing from Little Shop of Horrors. You ever see that movie, Rick Moranis? Yeah, Feed Me Seymour. Yeah, Feed Me Seymour, Feed Me. I love that movie. I might need to get high and watch that movie. I um, Speaking of getting high and doing things, Jim Jones, you know Jim Jones? Is he a cult leader or a comedian? Well, he's probably a comedian as well, but Jonestown. Remember that whole thing with with the the punch and everything? Uh, The Kool-Aid, yeah. Yeah, Kool-Aid dude. He was responsible for radically integrating Indianapolis. He even integrated it so much racially, he got a humanitarian award. I think they gave him like a much longer leash than he deserved as an aspiring uh, (laughs) (laughs) self-proclaimed... deity because he had built up quite a bit of goodwill he really i mean he he was a smart dude he was the right type of dude to have that type of cult he was great at public relations yeah until he murdered a congressman but i mean isn't that politics let's be honest you think any politician doesn't you think there's any politician right now who doesn't have some type of blood on their hands some sort of blood 
and not we're not talking about the li- blood from the liver sandwich your dad fed you when you were nine at that gross diner. That's a good question. Do you think it is? I mean, are most politicians corrupt and evil and two faced? For sure. Is every single one of them? Is it crazy? The only name that ever comes to mind for me is Mitt Romney. I think wow. Mitt Romney's. I think Mitt Romney's an honest man. But everyone always says that, and then everyone's an honest man until they're tested. He supposedly, there was a guy in their Mormon community, and I'm not going to remember this exactly. It doesn't matter. The guy was like, like his wife had died or something, and so the guy was all of a sudden a single dad, and he was overwhelmed by all of his responsibilities of providing for and also maintaining a household. So Mitt Romney went home and like (laughs) conceived of and constructed like a mega broom. Like he like he like soldered together. Like five different brooms what? and made so that I swear to God, so that this guy could and sweep the away. so this guy could sweep the floor in like one fell swoop, thereby saving time oh God, to raise why did his you children. Say that? I swear to God. How long have you been waiting? I feel like you've been waiting your whole life to say that with that broom story and one fell. What is it? One foul swoop. One fell swoop. Fell swoop. This is a, this is the thing. Doesn't everybody say one fell swoop? I've probably said it like three times this week. Is it one fell swoop? Yep. Are you sure? Nope. <laughs> I found out last week I was misusing domicile. You were. Yeah, your domicile is the, it's like effectively, I think, the country that you live, like you might be a resident, like you might be a citizen of the U.S., but if you've like been in Canada for like eight months, it's effectively your domicile. I thought it was your house. Uh, Well, because of you, I used it in the same context. So now you're creating a bunch of retards. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Oh, I'll create create an army before I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, One fell swoop is from... It's Shakespearean. Uh, yep, Macbeth. It's from Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Did you say all? Oh, hell, kite all? What? All my pretty chickens and their dame at one fell swoop with an E? Oh, God, you know how annoying it must have been to be alive during those times? All those E's? There were so many E's on fucking everything. Chill with all the E's. We get it. It's Shakespeare. Do you think he was annoying? No, I think Shakespeare was probably a really fun guy to hang out with. I just don't, like, am I dumb that I can't go to a Shakespeare play because I don't know what anybody's talking about? Is Holy- everybody else is everybody else pretending that they get it or yes. am I dumb am I dumber than everybody else? No, you're the you're the most honest person because everyone who claims they understand Shakespearean is just a lying narcissist. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I did take a couple of classes in high school where you go through it, like, painstakingly piece by piece, and somebody who knows their shit explains it to you line by line, and you're like, okay, well, that's cool, and I don't care about that, and oh, that's kind of interesting, or oh, that's where that saying came from, because the guy made up so much of the thing, so many of the things that are in our language, but, like, to actually just, like, like, I went to a play one time, it was in Central Park, and it was The Tempest, and it's crazy, it was like... Meryl Streep and Natalie Portman and Kevin Klein wow. and Christopher Walken and John Goodman and maybe Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like, it was bonkers. But I didn't know what the fuck anybody was talking about. I, it, I feel like it's definitely an actor thing where it's prestigious and it's very, like, you know, it's an elite form of acting if you can perform Shakespeare and if you even more if you can understand it. it here's my thing. If he says stuff, you know... 
like his one of his things is like one long big run-on sentence and it means something else why don't we just say the thing it means why do we gotta be all shakespearean about it why can't we just say open the door why does he have to say fourth go and allow the light to bestow itself on thou just open the fucking door I wonder what it would sound like if they did translate Shakespeare into dumb so we could just follow what the story is. (laughs) Did you just call me dumb? No. You did too. We're all dumb. I'm saying I don't understand it either. I would go see dumb Shakespeare and be like, oh, that's what happens in Macbeth? Hmm." Yeah, they should do that. that. It's like Cliff Notes, but for dumb people. It's like, it's Shakespearean Cliff (laughs) Notes. I think Cliff Cliff Notes are for dumb people. We're just going to need to get something even dumber. dumber. (laughs) Can I get Cliff Notes for these Cliff Notes? Yeah, we need cliff notes for cliff notes for sure. <laughs> can you fit the story on like a cereal box? Yeah, can you guys, is there any way that this can be drawn out? Is there a cartoon I can watch? Is there, is there, a, is there a South Park episode that explains this? Did you know, Jesse, that... <clears throat> what? I love being our e- new format. Being educational. It's going great. I feel really good. We can't. So far, we know we're terrible at Shakespeare, and you would eat a penguin and a liver. Uh, I would have to try it. I would have to try it. Did you know that belly buttons are so dirty that scientists, pretty much every time they go in a belly button, they find more bacteria that not that just that they never found in a belly button before that they've never found anywhere else on Earth before. Are you fucking kidding me? One guy, this oh, guy, God. right? Oh, this God. guy, right? They go in, they go into his belly button, this guy, and they found um, a kind of bacteria that had only ever been found before in soil in Japan, and he had never been to Japan. Coronavirus! <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. How... It- can you explain that? Did you dig deeper? Get it? Like dig into the belly button? How it got can that me be explained? I don't know. It got me wondering because now I think that there are certain differences between men and women. I think I know what you're going to say and I think you know what I'm going to say. Jesse May, have you ever like explicitly gone out of your way whilst showering to clean your belly button? Yes. Right. How often would you say you never. explicitly? You never. No, I, I, I just glide over the tum-tum. No, I put and a I finger assume... in there. I finger blast it. You do? I finger blast it to the point that I can hear the soap in my belly button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I finger blast it so loud that my neighbor's like, gross. <laughs> Big winner. <laughs> so, wait, what do you mean it was never found cleaned... in Japan? Like, this is a bacteria, and it was known to exist in the... Like, I guess somewhere they have, like, a database of all of the bacteria they've ever found, and they're like, is this a match? And you're like, well, it is a match, but it's only a match for this shit that we found in that dirt that one time we were digging around in Japan. So was this person maybe perhaps in Japan the week before? No, he had never been to Japan in his entire life. That's the point. That's so gross. And how often do you clean your belly button, Tully? I am saying that I have never cleaned my belly button in my whole entire life. That never, is never once have I ever done it, nor have I considered it. And it's not even like the dads who don't change diapers. I've never even been like, fuck that. This is where I make my man stand. I'm not cleaning this belly button. Like, like for a while, it was kind of a thing for me to not wash my face. What? Yeah. I have had a lot of things that were my thing for a while that might surprise you about me. I tell Do you, you about the time I feet? Didn't... Do you wash your feet? 
Oh, I don't oh, want to get into my. Do you, you want to know? Do you really want? Do you want to go there? Yeah, like, I do. I do. I do. I wash my feet, but good. I wash my feet. Did you say your feet, butt? I wash my feet, but good. I don't know if that's a cr- proper sentence. I think we got to get you in a Shakespeare class. I think it's from Shakespeare. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's from Shakespeare at all. I have a regimen because I'm prone to, I think ever since I started swimming laps and only swimming laps at gyms that charge less than $30 per month. Oh, Jesus. You've got all the bacteria in your in your belly I'm, button and your I'm, feet. I'm prone to athlete's foot. And so oh. I have to do this whole thing. It's, it's the very last thing that I clean because I don't want to clean my athlete's foot feet. And then I think I cured it, though. I've actually had this medicine really? from a doc. I've had this medicine from a doctor for like three years. It's actually expired. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and she's like, if you use it twice a day for two weeks, it'll go away. And I've never been able to commit to that regimen. I Come always on. once a day I can do, but I always forgot at night. I never did it. So I finally really did it like three months ago, and I don't know that I've been back to a gym since then. Because that was right about those Hopefully were the before. Not. Those were the before times. Yeah, you're like ground zero. You're patient zero for for athlete's foot. So I have like a. I, I've gone really hardcore. After. I do. I do clean my feet, but I did not. But did I mention that at one point I didn't wear shoes for like two years? Jesus Christ! I mean, are I you a at, homeless person? You're more and more. The more you talk today, the more you sound hmm. like a homeless person. I was on unemployment at the time. <laughs> Is this is this going to be like one of those podcast episodes where everybody learns everything about you? Where you really come clean about being not clean? That's what you should call this episode: coming clean about being gross. Mike, I'm an open I'm an open book. I don't have things to hide. I just didn't. didn't Sounds like you're an open tent on the beach. I (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about the belly button. I wasn't setting out to not wash my belly button. I can recall as a child fingering around in there, and you know, like. (laughs) Occasionally, you would find like like a single piece of sand or It'd be something so in fun. your. Wouldn't that be great? I've done that, but that, I have to say, the last time that I like like methodically cleaned out my belly button with not so products, I was probably about nine years old. Jesus Christ! I I want everybody who's listening to send Tully a belly button cleaning kit, not from China. Um, is there such a thing? Yeah, it's just soap, but apparently you need some. <laughs> okay, so. Please you know what I do? I use a Q-tip and I get into the crevasses. Oh. I get into the nooks and crannies. It's basically like the Grand Canyon in there. I have a yeah. very deep belly button, but Jamal says an Audi. Mine's getting deeper. My daughter looks like she, her 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 tummy looks like an inflated balloon, and her belly button looks like the end of a a balloon that hangs out. Oh my god! I want to rip it off. Can you rip it off so I can put it in a tea? Because like I guarantee you, it's a fountain of youth. Tiny little balloon baby. I kept my kid's umbilical cord, my first one, in our fridge for years. Let's snort it. <laughs> oh, it's it's gone now. Because here's ah! the thing about here's the thing about keeping an umbilical cord. There's it's a weird thing when you're there and they're like, "Do you want it? Do you not want it?" Like it feels weird to say, "Throw away like a piece of almost my child." And also like the highway of nutrition. For the whole pregnancy. That's what they say. Well, well, right. And supposedly, yeah, yeah, you wait a year and then you... you, Are there stem cells in it? In the umbilical cord? Oh, there might have been. We went for some. I can do some Googling. Now, what do people do with the umbilical cord? Why would you keep it? I don't know. I didn't... Well, you know what's crazy about it? It doesn't go bad. 
Shut the f- okay now. It's we like some sort of it's like some sort of alien technology. So <laughs> so they sent me home with the 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 umbilical cord, and I went home, and it was in a, like a Ziploc bag, and <sighs> I put it in the fridge behind the butter. And which I know you're like, ew, that's so gross behind the butter. But by pretty much by definition, putting it in the fridge, it was going to be near some kind of food. At least that was like a contained space. I didn't, you know, like I came, it came, my fridge came with a butter drawer. It didn't come with an umbilical cord drawer. Well, it should after I read so, you the, the stats when you're done. It, it just went in there and that's where it stayed. And I would look at it from time to time and I'd be like, God, that thing has not, that umbilical cord hasn't aged a bit. It looks exactly like the day we brought it home, and then I, we, we weren't gonna do. We weren't gonna make a frittata out of it like some people do. And if any stem cell properties it might have had, I'm assuming it had long since eroded. You probably want to. You probably want to get get on those while they're they're still fresh. And we did, by the way, with the with the new kid. So she is safe in the event of uh, you know something catastrophic. My other one, after two or three years, I was just like, hey, hun. I'm gonna throw this umbilical cord away, and she's like, all right. And then I just threw his umbilical cord in the garbage. Well, it, it can last a very long time. I can vouch for that. And it is... Listen, if that thing was in your fridge and it didn't, like, like get old at all, I would have snorted it. I would have eaten it whole. Because that's definitely the fountain of use. youth. It says the cord is loaded with stem cells that can treat cancer, blood diseases, anemia, immune system disorders, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right, right. But see, but see, I had just bought like a second pound of butter, forgetting that I already had one, and now all of a sudden I had no place to put all my butter. So, oh, good. You know, so move I was the weighing thing that causes heart disease <laughs> and put in the thing and to throw away the thing that essentially could relieve you from heart disease. The umbilical cord fluid is easy to collect and it has ten times more stem cells than bone marrow, which is insane. I've made a terrible mistake. You may, you should have snorted that. But you look youthful as it is, but maybe we should like you should have another baby and give me your umbilical cord. We and still I got some Botox. We still got some of hers. I think they're keeping it next to Walt Disney's head somewhere. Yo, let's do like an umbilical cord smoothie. We could add some mango and it'll be good to go. It'll be good to go. Speaking um, of surviving a long time, I've got a little tidbit of information for you. Please. Uh, in 1885. Is there a helicopter going hovering over your home or over mine? That's me sifting. I'm, I'm <laughs> typing fast to find people and their available umbilical cords. <laughs> there's no there's no helicopter going over my apartment. They're probably looking for you because your belly button set off the Richter scale. <laughs> Uh-oh. The lint falling out of your belly button caused an earthquake in, in California. <laughs> in uh, 1885, there was this British criminal dude. His name was John Lee. Um, he survived three hangings. They called him Baba Combre, and he was known as the man who cannot be hung. Isn't that Baba wild? Baba Combre? Yeah. They had what, what, a, he, that's not an English nickname. No, it's not an English nickname. Probably was nicknamed after the people who helped get him up there, which I imagine weren't Brits. I would imagine that British people were using people who weren't British to do their dirty work. Historically, that sounds about right. Let's see what Baba Combre means. He had to get sentenced to prison because he survived three hangings. Mm. Was he very skinny? And they didn't say anything about his stature, but I would say so. I wonder how much he got away to, for a hanging to work. That seems so weird that you would just go, oh, well, we tried to hang him. Like, no, like anybody can be hung. If you just gave him a little tug on the on the ankles, <laughs> that guy's going to hang. 
Which sounds brutal, except I'm assuming they had a reason why they were hanging him in the first place. Uh, let's see. He's famous for, for surviving three attempts to hang him for murder. He uh, served in the Navy, and he was a known thief. He was convicted of murdering, murdering Emma Keese, his employer, at her home in Baba Combre Bay. Uh, ah. Yes, and the evidence was weak and name. circumstantial. Lady Boss in yeah. the 19th century, huh? That must have been hard. That must have been a really hard uh, gender role for old John Lee to swallow, and he probably just wanted to murder her out of... Finally, he snapped... Yeah, he snapped. It was like a you know a male versus female spite situation. I right. just can't believe that he must have. A I'll tell you neck. to stock the tea. <laughs> Is that what they were doing in 1885? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I bet. I bet John Lee's belly button in 1885 was cleaner than yours now in 2020. If he had washed it one time since uh, <laughs> puberty, I would be inclined to agree with you. Do you think you will wash it better tonight after this podcast? You've definitely. I, I feel like this is uh, this is actionable. I hope I it like is. All entertainment aside, I really feel like this is this is something I can work with. I, I hope that you do. I, for your wife's sake, it's just a questionable area to not keep clean. And your feet. It sounds like you need like a whole scrub. I know my feet are really clean. <laughs> Did you just sniff my belly button? Your finger. I think I could swab it and it would come back clean. I don't think it. I, I bet that you couldn't. I'm one of those people where, like, even if I get, like, like kind of sweaty, my BO is not that bad after a couple of days. And I'm assuming that also applies to my navel after a couple of decades. Wow. Okay. I feel like they're just, like, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Did you wait. know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. A Canadian man was receiving a rectal exam. Oh, Jesus he's in, he's in the hospital, and they were... Uh, have you ever had a rectal exam? No, but I might need to book an appointment immediately out of quarantine. Go ahead. Man, you know, I got screwed. I was supposed to get the old uh, the old snip. I got the I got the preliminary where the guy... Do you remember? You watch Cheers? Yeah. The, my doctor was like Dr. Nick Tortelli. I don't remember his name, but yeah. Nick Tortelli, like Carla's husband. Okay, yes, You know, yes, the yes. guy who was like, you know, it's like, if you when you see the the evolution of man, he's like the guy in the middle. Yep. Yeah, and that was like exactly who my doctor was, and but I was still going to let him render me sterile. And then I was supposed to like wait a couple weeks and set up the appointment, and now COVID-19. <gasps> You're going to have another baby. That no. also was a really long and um, throwback Thursday vibe of a way to describe what your doctor looks like and it's also so weird because I learned something about Cheers and I didn't want to share it because I felt like it would make me sound old even though Cheers wasn't my show it was my parents show but Cheers I love, is forever Cheers is forever but I just love that you just referenced it because now I can tell you what I learned about Cheers the guy who played Norm is Jason Bateman's uncle George Went. yeah I didn't know that isn't that wild Wild Child. I love Jason Bateman as I'm watching season three of Ozark, which is unreal. Is it? You like the blue show? Why is it called the blue show? Because everything's blue always. It's always blue. Yeah, it is very blue. It's an extremely blue show. Once you notice that, it's hard to see anything but the blue. God damn you. You know what else is a blue show? Is The Outsider. Very blue show. Oh, no, Very Was oh, that also Jason Bateman? Well, he loves the blue. Yeah, he loves the blue. He's like, yo, that I'm not was- doing it. I don't do it unless it's blue it. Right. He, but that was uh, the Stephen King thing on HBO, right? Yeah. I read the book first because I'm a nerd. That's cool. Have yeah. you read a lot of Stephen King? I have a little bit. I enjoy it. 
Yeah, I do too. He's kind of yeah. It's kind of weird. A lot of Shakespeare. I know you don't. I can tell by your face. Well, I don't understand it. I'm I'm really (laughs) impressed though that you that you get it. You're just one of the lucky ones, I guess. I'm a thespian. I'm extreme. I'm uber smart. Uber's a Shakespearean word. You wouldn't understand, but Uh, uber smart. Yeah, Shakespeare coined that phrase. Very Shakespearean. Super super smart. Would you? Hey, if if somebody discovered two thousand year old date seeds on this fortress on a mountainside and then planted them and they happened to sprout. Would you eat the dates? Yeah, of course. That's what happened uh, in 2005. Somebody found these like old ass date seeds. I don't know how they knew it was 2000 years old. Do they do carbon dating on something like that? Man, they've got their ways. They've got ways. They probably take whatever they find in your belly button and date it back. (laughs) Right. That's how carbon dating works. Yeah. They take the lint from your belly button and if anything's older, they just say it's really, really, really old. That's right. No, I was a I was a consultant on that Neil deGrasse Tyson series Cosmos. Yes. Right. And anything that's older than your belly button lint is known as B. Keep going. You've B- dug your hole. <laughs> BL before lint. Yeah, of course I would eat it because obviously it's like a functional seed. I don't know how that happened, but it it's like a lot of amazing, miraculous things would need to happen for the thing to germinate. I think that's a word. I think that's a thing that's that a plants good word. do. Good word. And then sprout and then grow and, th- and then bear fruit. Like, obviously everything is in perfect working order if the fruit comes out and it kind looks like, like the fruit. Kind of like you, if you only had eaten your umbilical cord, your kid's umbilical cord. Maybe oh, if could've. you plant that in the backyard, it'll grow more umbilical cords and everyone can come over and have a little piece of the fountain of youth. I did feel like that was what I was supposed to do because eating it was never like it, that was never in the cards. And I wasn't going to. Hey, did you did you did your parents do a thing when you were a kid? My parents had um like like <laughs> <laughs> I want to say golden shoes of ours, but they weren't. <laughs> yes. Yes. They, the whole they bronze dipping thing. Was that, was, they, was that what it was? Were yeah. they bronzed? Yeah, they were Did bronze. they bronze our shoes? Yes. That's the only thing I can think to do with an umbilical cord, short of throwing it in the garbage disposal, which is what I did in reality, is either bury it for some reason, because that seems like the natural thing to do, or um, or bronze it. Yeah, like, what do you do with an umbilical cord? You know, you could make it into, like, a, a wall art. Like, you can just do, like, one of those little hippie, you know how all those people do those, like, dream catchers? You could do an umbilical cord <laughs> dream catcher. I can't even say it. I am not meant to have children. You could do an umbilical cord dream catcher. You could bronze it and then do that. So this guy's getting a rectal exam, right? And you've never had one of those, right? No. Oh, my God. We're back to the rectal exam. I got one. The guy, I I swear to God, I think the guy was trying to bang out as many as he could before he retired. Because my doctor was... My doctor was extremely old. He's the oldest doctor I've ever visited for anything before. Was he gentle? Did he have more hands? I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I'll be honest with you. Because I forget how old I was. I don't remember what I was doing there. But I wasn't there for a rectal <laughs> exam. I can tell you that. What? And, and I was like 37 or something. Because 40. Every guy knows, right? 40 is when they stick their finger in your butt. And, you know, I'm not gay. Blah, 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 blah. You know? <laughs> and uh, every man's worst nightmare. You know, again, Tim Allen TV shows on TV land stuff here. But he's like, oh, have you had your blah, 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 prostate or whatever? And I'm like, no. And he's like, how old are you? And I was like, I don't know, 37. He's like, oh, close enough. Why don't we just do it? You're here. And he just put on a glove and he got like the biggest handful of like Vaseline or whatever that I've ever seen. And just, it went right in there. 
It did? It did. And then and what did he do? Did he just like, did he fish around in there? I don't remember. I don't remember. It definitely gives you, it gave me the feeling of, like, I'm sure this guy has had his Vaseline glove hand pooed on a thousand times. There's no way he has it. And there's no way he pulls it out clean each time. Right, right, right. There's that too. Again, I would have, I would have prepared for this had I known. I would have right, washed like my, my butt and like, my belly button if he, if I'd known what this old man. Was right, gonna, you would have cleaned your belly button, and your lunch choice might have been different. Had in store for me, but you definitely get that sort of. It's a little bit like the, you know, like when they when they test your reflexes on your knee, and it just sort of goes. <laughs> the 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 rectal exam is touches like the funny bone of the poop muscle. Does it? Did it, so? Did you poop? No, I didn't. But I could, I could feel where it would have been, it, it, like, uh, it, it, like, like a, if something so gross happened that you like almost vomited before you realized that you had to vomit. Right. It was like that. That it could have just, it could have just released the hounds without my having Jeez. any say over it. It didn't happen, but I could see how it really easily could have. And I think this guy had seen it all. And I mean, I seriously think he was like 89 years old and he was about to retire. And he's like, I can't wait for this guy to turn 40. I might not make it. I'm just going to figure his butt now. Was he tossing you any vibes? Did you feel me too No, no, not That's at all. It actually was one of the like manlier things. Cause I don't have, you may not know this about me. I don't have a lot of really manly experiences. Oh, I, I know that. I, I, I could tell that before. See, we I even wouldn't talked. think that you would. You wouldn't know yeah, that. Yeah, no, about that was me. really apparent. That was but, the most apparent thing. But this is a fact. It actually doesn't happen as often as you would think. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That's definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's so obvious. <laughs> and it was kind of like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do the thing now, and I'm like, all right. And he's like, all right, here we go. And he's like, yep, I think you'd be all right. And and it was just like we. It was so. I played it cool. What is he? he was, what are they checking in was, there? What are they? What are they I think what they're looking he? for for prostate cancer. I think. You sure he wasn't looking for? I don't. I can't remember because one. There's the one thing. No, this was a simpler time. This is in. This is in the before days. I had to get one um, more in there. There's the one thing that's in your taint, and there's the other thing that's <laughs> in your that's in your meatus and your penis head, right? And that one's well, the mine. prostate. No, 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 no. You got yours removed. Um, <laughs> Your prostate, not your How penis. How dare you? How dare you tell people my news? But there's a thing. I forget. I forget which one is which. And he checked the one that's in. Your vas deferens? That's the only mm. male nerd term I know. No, the vas deferens is the, is like the connector you, cable. Yeah, that's that goes what you're from trying your, to get. You were going to get snipped. I was working on you it. You were working on it. Well, is, on the subject of poop, there was a, um, I learned that there was a flight in 2015 from the United Kingdom to Dubai that turned around. 30 minutes after it landed 30 minutes after it took off because of a quote poisonous smell somebody couldn't wait to use the bathroom and stunk it up so bad they had to turn the plane around it was that bad on that flight do you know how bad that's got to be do you know how just like I mean, that guy knows, right? Like when they're like, you really have to keep your seatbelt on. Like, the, dude, the light is on. Like, he knows that if you're if you're prairie dogging, you can just go to the bathroom, right? Yeah, but also when you're taking off, that the, the ascent takes about what twenty twenty five minutes to get to sure. cruising altitude, right? This dude, how is he even? He must have crapped when people were putting their luggage. I assume it's a guy. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> It probably was this meek little sweet grandma. You know how grandmas sometimes they look so sweet. You're like, oh my god, Nana, she could never. And she just right. wants to get on the plane to. 
Yeah, no, people don't realize that Nana's take huge poisonous turds. Yeah, she's a violent, she's just <laughs> unleashing the crack, the shark cracking, the crapping. So this guy, this Canadian guy was at the hospital and he was getting a rectal exam and he was being observed because that's what happens. Doctors always have like, you know, groupies and hangers-ons and assistants and what have you. And what, like patient so- barnacles? Well, so he assumed <laughs> just like <laughs> patients there for the show, like eating eating uh, like circus peanuts, like you know they were wearing scrubs as well, and he just assumed that these were like medical students or you know nurses or something like that, and he ended up suing the hospital after he learned that the observers were not medical professionals; they were two actors from the TV series Saving Hope, who were doing <laughs> doctor research. <laughs> By staring into his anus. Oh, my God. I'm happy to know that they actually do in-depth research like that. I was hoping that those doctor shows did something like that where they actually... So, he, they actually stared into an anus hole? Yeah, exactly. They were researching the upcoming episode, Not Without My Anus. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think people should look in there. I think, you know, we, you think about the education that we get when we're kids... We're dissecting worms. We don't need to dissect a worm. We need to look into anus holes and belly buttons, apparently. Some of us. Sounds like some of us need to look into a belly button, not dissect a worm. They need to learn how to... uh, They need personal hygiene courses. You know what? Maybe you should take a course. I just looked. I just looked. There's something in my belly button. Are you serious? Mm Mm-hmm. What color is it? Brown. Oh, Jesus. It's shit from your exam. No, it's probably dead skin from all of the old... Because like, your body all regenerates... All the old people f- in Japan. Your body regenerates fully from cells dying every seven years. So it's probably just the remnants of my old dead belly button. Because that's how long it's been since I got in there. You know, that's really poetic. But I don't even think there's any science to that. I think that more more likely what's inside of you, inside of your belly button, is is something is from a soil in a far off land it's probably not even in, on our planet it's probably from oh, like you, oh, another right. planet some sort of martian topsoil yeah you've <laughs> it's, sweet it's probably super fertile you should put it in your backyard and see if anything grows from it all right callbacks left and right we gotta go jesse why why do we have to go see if you can grow some shepherd's purse Hmm? Remember that from before? Oh. Were you listening to my facts at all? I listened to all your facts. You? I listened. I got a date with a pot pie. I got to go. Oh, God. Clean out your belly button, you pervert. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you next week, maybe. Why not? Where else are we going? We're, we're going to be here. You're, uh, you're Jesse Mae Peluso. People can find you online by Googling Jesse Mae Peluso. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> Thanks for everything. <laughs>